We live. We live. We actually need to be live. <laughs> we'll get there. Like the whole podcast. I know. And we're just like continuing to record because there's going to be some times when we can't. So like might as well just keep the stock going. Yeah, that's what I was thinking this morning because I had such a busy week. So I didn't get like last week's podcast episode still isn't fully edited. So Whatever. It's it'll be good that we have a few episodes. Yeah, some back stock. Yeah. I totally understand. My week was probably just as busy, so I don't know how I would have edited. So that's why I was like, no, I get it. I literally feel you. Yeah. And then you said you didn't sleep good either, so that makes it worse. I can't even function when I don't sleep. I know. I'm such a baby. (laughs) Me too. Reed makes fun of me all the time because he functions on like zero hours of sleep, and I don't understand it. If I, like, get less than I'm used to, like, I'm not not functioning, but it's a struggle. It's a hardcore struggle. And I remember in college, I was talking to my boyfriend about this the other day. I was like, I remember when it would be finals week, right, when I told myself, like, I needed five hours of sleep. If I got less than that was when, like, it wasn't worth it to stay up studying. And I would be on five hours of sleep and have, like, two large coffees and be fine. Like, who was I? (laughs) Right. I don't even know how how I did that either. I know. Because <laughs> there were people that would be like, I slept two hours. And I'm like, nah, for me, like, it's worth it to sleep five and just cut the studying off because, like, my brain needs it. Mm-hmm. Once you hit that certain point, your brain doesn't even it's retain It's not retaining, any, yeah. So. Yeah. So I was like, nope, sorry. Not happening. So we are talking about fitness today. Courtney is going to give us the behind the scenes on teaching fitness classes. Yeah, I've taught literally everything. So like if you have a question about almost anything, what it's like to teach, take. Because half of them you teach while you're taking them. Mm -hmm. And then the other half you just walk around and yell at people. Which is my favorite type because it takes way less energy. My personality type is not that kind of Walk personality around and type. People. No, not at all. And that's why I don't teach fitness classes. It was so fun. I loved it so much. It's just like I said before, like it's not the right time in my life for that. There's too much going on. But like I totally could see myself doing it. I could absolutely see myself doing it as a mom, being like having the best time, being one of those moms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could picture you doing that. So where do you even start with fitness? I don't know. I think I like almost everyone in the entire world, like almost every female, you start as a cardio bunny and don't, didn't we all like stressed? I, I didn't. You didn't? I didn't? Really? No. <laughs> I hated cardio. You are one of the few. Yeah. Okay. When I was little, I liked biking, like from probably like age five to 18, I loved biking. So I don't know if that counts as cardio because I would just be outside biking. Yeah, very different. Yeah. It wasn't like running and pushing myself to treadmill and all that kind of stuff. Because honestly, I just, I hate it. 
I used to like running. I have to be honest. I don't really run much anymore because once you get out of running shape, it's so hard to get back in. It's like more of a mental game to get back in. Like even if physically I want to run, I'm like, Ooh, it's going to be hard. Yeah. And I hurt my knee when I was probably like 18 too. Um, so now any type of running for that long, it just kills it. I get that. That's, oh, I can't even think about how painful that would be. Well, I guess me and I'm going to go with 90% because you can be in the 10% or 80%. You can be in 20, something like that. Most people start as cardio bunnies. Like I did. I remember in high school, it was when I stopped playing sports because I played a fall sport. So when the spring came of my senior year, I was like, what do I do with my life? Right? Like I'm not working out the way I used to because that's what it was. Mm -hmm. And then I just started running because that was all I knew. Like no one taught me how to lift. So I was just like, cool. And like, you know, people always do those like high intensity interval, like circuits. I didn't do any of those, but I knew how to do those. And I was like, that doesn't sound as fun. I'd rather just run. So I like, can't even say I ran a lot at a time. I ran like one mile every day, but actually every day. So like quick workout, not that much, but like, it was just and then sometimes two. And that was it. Like, I can't even say I did like extended runs, but I did that for like a good six months. Mm -hmm. That was just how I knew to work out. It's like, yeah, that's how you stay skinny. Right. That's how like my prom dress will fit me the way I want. I legit remember thinking that. I feel like that's the, the mindset that a lot of women have though, because it's been ingrained in you for so long. Like cardio makes you skinny. Cardio makes yeah. you skinny. And I think it's that's the only why way. I have such an aversion to cardio because I see so many of my clients that were, like you said, cardio bunnies and their hormones are just shot, mm -hmm. but they're continuing to do the cardio because they think that's the only way they can lose weight because yep. they're gaining weight because of their hormone imbalance and their body's stressed and the cardio is just making them more stressed, but that's literally the only thing they've ever been told yeah. As far as losing weight. So I think that's probably the main reason why I have such an aversion to it <laughs> is because I see that all the time where cardio is literally killing you. Yeah. And I totally get that. Like I have to say that mine definitely wasn't as intense as most people was right. Like I said, mm -hmm. one mile, two miles a day. Yeah. That's it's not bad. 10 to 20 minutes or even less than that. Like it's really not that bad at all. Mm -hmm. And then I got up to five K's in like college, but that was literally it. Like that was, and then in college, you know, you have a really nice gym and we had access to it. So like, honestly, I remember not knowing what to do. Cause I was like, what do you, like, what do you do at this gym? There's so much stuff. And mm -hmm. the basement was always where the weightlifting area was. And it was literally the guy's zone. It was, there was barely any females there. And so I did like a mixture of things. I don't even, I couldn't even tell you. I think it was just like what I picked up a little on the internet and like what I picked up here and there. And then I, I as soon as I got to college, I started working out because I was like, this is fun, keeps me happy, all this stuff. I knew all the mental benefits of working out. So I was like, cool. Mm -hmm. Sometimes did like half elliptical, half some weights, but again, no idea what I was doing. I would just like, you know, curl. That's what kept Shoulder me out press. of the gym for so long was because I didn't know what I was doing. And I'm so socially awkward. Like, I don't want mm. to go to the gym and look awkward. Even though now that I'm at the gym, I'm like, literally nobody's paying attention. No, but literally no one's paying attention to you. <laughs> they're all in their own headspace. But I, 
I totally get it though. Like mm-hmm. it's so intimidating yeah. to literally walk around, maybe read some of the machines. Oh, I did a lot of those machines, like a lot of the chest fly, chest press things. And I'm just like, I'm working upper body. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I started out with like leg press because I knew um what I was doing there and then I did end up hiring a personal trainer because I was like I need to just kind of have a baseline of how to properly use these machines just so I don't hurt myself I mean that makes complete sense so (laughs) it's like what most people should do (laughs) yeah um and then Reed's brother is a football player so he does like really intense workouts so he kind of knows what he's doing there and so he'll get interesting to me sometimes because the men were always in the weight room for us in high school. Like the men knew how to lift. Mm-hmm. We did have a weight room class in my high school that anyone could go to anyone could join, but I was super intimidated by it because it's literally like probably 60 to 70% guys. Like you would have been one of the few girls. So I would have had to had a friend that like wanted to do it with me. Right. Mm-hmm. To learn how to lift. But like I didn't. So instead in high school, I did the like Pilates, like circuit training class. Yeah. Where again, like my boyfriend, again, I have way more experience than him in the fitness world now, but he knows how to lift mostly from high school because you learn how to lift when you're a guy. And then in college, he did try out for the baseball team. So they did lifts then, but that's how he learned. That's the basic of his fitness knowledge. Whereas I had to go do all of this stuff on my own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the same with Reed so different and that's why i think it's so wild because i'm like i mean he went to an all-boys school right so they didn't have the options that we did but like we had weight room class during gym they for us like they we went to a pretty big school so they would split you up into different like events or activities whatever you wanted but like i was way too intimidated to do weight room heck no yeah i mean back then too like even when you were in college you were saying there was hardly any girls in the weight room i feel like it's that's exploded like weights for it really women has it really just has. in the past like three years yeah so even back when you were in college probably yeah. like four years ago Was or something five like years that. ago four or five years five ago. years ago yeah five years ago now i feel like that wouldn't have been quite as common for mm-hmm. the women to be in there but now like when now I it's go crazy to, yeah when i go to the weight room in a good it's like way 50 50 yeah. Yeah. I love and it. And it really did explode because I I remember distinctly along like my college career, like I was evolving, obviously working out and I went starting freshman year. And then my junior year or so was when everyone was doing Kayla Itstein's the BBG. Do you remember that? Yes. Oh yeah. I remember that. And I never got into it because I was like, this stinks. It's not fun. I used to work out purely for enjoyment. Like I said that to everyone, like it makes me feel good. I enjoy working out. That's why I do it. I'm not going to do something I hate. Mm-hmm. And then towards like my junior and senior year too was that, and then people starting like dabble in lifting. Like I remember my senior year, I started like dabbling in it. There was more information on the internet. I bought a couple guides learning how to do it or whatever. And then you'd go in the basement where the weightlifting area was. And there were always a like handful of girls, but it was still very male dominated, mm-hmm. but it was like, the slow progression like I saw it you know yeah you still saw more women on the ellipticals classic but there was slowly finding that and then I guess when I had first graduated college and I went to like a normal gym to the YMCA I was definitely always in the weight room like one of five women which I didn't care at that point because at that point I was confident I knew what I was doing you know what I mean so it was totally fine but like 
of course no one wants to infiltrate you don't want to be one of five I got approached all the time. I guess I don't know what it was about the why. It was always men either trying to correct my form, which at the time I definitely knew what I was doing and I was fine with that because if I was like angling my back differently, it was because I was trying to target my glutes or like I knew exactly what the point of what I was doing was. And people would be like, well, you should really sit your chest up straight. And I'm like, no, I'm angling forward to target my glutes. And they're like, I guess you could do that. And I'm like, yeah, I can. Thank you. Thankfully, that hasn't happened to me, but it hasn't happened to me recently, but it was like, like I said, almost five years ago at this point, mm-hmm. four and a half, whatever it was, where it just seemed like, I don't know, I was a 22 year old girl in the weight room. People just assumed I didn't know what I was doing and like went up to me and I was like, yeah, okay. That's another good thing that's changed too. I think people are realizing that women know what they're doing if they're out working yeah. You or know, like the most they don't anyway. want you to approach them regardless. Like even if they don't know what they're doing, they probably don't want you to approach them. Yeah. If another female wants to approach me and correct my form, like I'm cool with that. I've thought about that, but I still don't want to put like, I don't want to come across wrong. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very, it's a fine, very line. fine line with how you approach someone. With yeah, exactly. So. Cause I've like seen people, I go to like a very typical meathead gym now and I love it. Like that's Mm -hmm. because they have five squat racks and five deadlifting platforms, which is what I'm going to do like half my workout for anyways. Mm -hmm. And it attracts that clientele because it's also not very expensive. And there are some people who you can tell are definitely getting into it or no one's, or they just don't know about form because they've just, no one's ever told them. No one's ever taught them. Maybe they've never watched videos on form. That's okay. But there's quite a few people when I see them and I'm like, I'm not judging. I really just want to help you, but I don't know how to come across as like, I want to help you. Yeah. It's not worth it. I get that. And so started lifting all that fun stuff. And then I started teaching a bunch of classes. I started with bar first, which is so funny, very ballet inspired, very not me, but it got me in the door. And then body pump, body pumping is literally like, weights but cardio at the same time have you ever taken a body pump class Mm-mm. i have it's not like... taken a lot of fitness classes mm. to be honest it's just because i would say up until probably like three years ago we honestly just didn't have that many down here yeah body pumps just like at most gyms that's why gyms that have like fitness classes that's why people a lot of people dabble in it first to just like Ooh, it's like weightlifting, but there's a lot of pulses, a lot of holds. And it's like every single, there's eight tracks for class and every single track's different body part. Mm-hmm. So it like gets a lot of people in the door and then, you know, moved on, on. And then I went into boutique fitness and like, it's always been that I've done strength training because it's what I'm good at. It's what I know. It's what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And then I just now I've taken like so many certifications that is at the point, I'm not going to call myself an expert, but I definitely know a lot about the human body and a lot about form. And I get, <laughs> I want to help people with form because I feel like no one knows. You just half the time it's like trial and error. Half the time you're just like, okay, I'm going to go in and I'm going to do a squat, which we should be able to do. But a lot of people are recruiting the wrong body parts or leaning into their ankles too much, not engaging their inner thighs, right? Their knees are caving in, things like that. And I'm like, I want you to do the best you possibly can Mm -hmm. but I'm not judging I just 
now because that was part of my job was to literally correct people <laughs> so yeah. now like in my head well, it happens also you don't want them to hurt themselves because that's part of it yeah yeah if you're doing it wrong it's likely that you're going to be a lot more sore yeah and in the wrong places potentially going to hurt your back or something mm -hmm. like that so yeah and like i said it was part of my job to correct people so like i had an eye for it and now it just like doesn't go away and so i'm like well, I will not go near you. And sometimes when my boyfriend's lifting, like I'll just like put my hand on part of his body that I want him to engage. And he's like, stop. I'm like, I can't help it. Sorry. <laughs> so you're dating me. You're allowed. I'm allowed to correct. He you knows. Anymore. He used to come to all my fitness classes. So like he, this is self-inflicted. If he had stayed away from that stuff, maybe I would be like less hands-on about it. But now, nope. I'm sure you would probably find plenty with my form to correct too. I was doing it with my mom a couple months ago when we were together working out just because she just needed to like, and I tell people this all the time, like, I know you want to grab weights, right? Because you want to up the intensity, but sometimes it's okay to drop weights and just focus on form depending on like what you're doing. I literally, made, I was like, mom, just put down the weights and like, let's just work on your squat. And she starts doing, she's like, oh my God, I feel that so much more in my lower body. And I'm like, yeah, you just needed to be corrected, but like you couldn't do it with 15 pounds in either hand because 30 pounds was just too much for you to like fix your form. Yeah. And sometimes people need to feel what the movement is without the weights because I yeah. when you have the weights, you're too focused on the weights itself, mm -hmm. like either holding them or positioning them on your back or whatever mm -hmm. you're doing. So you're not actually focusing on the proper form mm -hmm. for the move that you're doing and there's no shame in it right like there's mm -hmm. no shame in fixing your form and just dropping weights a little bit just to make sure you're doing it right and you're feeling it in the right places but I feel like there's a little bit of ego in that you always want to be like I can do the weights like I'm fine I'm like you totally can but like we can also just go back and then you can have them back after yeah I feel that a lot um because when I work out because I work out mostly with my cycle phases. Mm -hmm. So when it gets closer to my period, I'll lower my weights a lot. And I always feel like people are hardcore judging me. It's like, oh, it's just another weak girl in the gym lifting 10 pounds. And I'm like, no, actually, I'm doing less work than you and getting more gains, but whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I want you to talk about that because I'm so interested in, and I'm sure so many people working out with your cycle. So there's the four phases tell there's, us about it there's four phases of your cycle in case you didn't know which most people sadly do not because for some reason this is just never taught to anyone to any girls ever um you learn that you're getting a period and that is basically about it <laughs> literally <laughs> if, if you even learn that you know i know so many people who are just like told hey you're gonna bleed for seven days and it's gonna suck have fun yeah that's it yeah go to the nurse if you need a pad or a tampon yeah that's that's all you get um so yeah you have four phases of your cycle it's a 28 to 32 day cycle as a general rule for most women um you have your menstrual phase which is what most people are familiar with at least i hope you're familiar with it <laughs> and after that you have what's called your follicular phase so that's usually about 10 days 8 to 10 days depending on the person and then you have your ovulatory phase which is where you ovulate and your body releases an egg 
I feel like that's the only one people kind of know about, right? You're like, yeah. I know ovulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if someone's like trying to get pregnant or something mm-hmm. like that, then they definitely know about that one. But it's really the other two that people forget about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ovula- ovulatory phase is obviously where your body can get pregnant. So you have about the phase itself. You actually only experience ovulation pretty much on one day, one to two-ish days. Um, but they usually consider the cycle about five to seven days long mm-hmm. just because sperm lives about that long, mm-hmm. like in your body. So mm-hmm. if you have had sex in those five to seven days, depending on when you release your egg, you can get pregnant mm-hmm. in any of those five to seven days. So that's why it's considered that long, but you actually really only ovulate on one day. Yeah. Um, so that's the phase where you're feeling the most social and all that good stuff, because obviously your body is ready Mm -hmm. for all that attention. Um, and then after that is your luteal phase and that's the longest phase. So it's usually about 12 to 14 days and that's where your body kind of starts slowing down. Um, you're releasing more of all your hormones. Some hormones are lowering, some hormones are getting a little bit higher. Your body's getting ready for your period, so you're generally going to be a little more tired. So let's talk about working out yeah, in, in those, those phases, phases mm-hmm. now that I've explained them. Um, so some people consider the first phase your menstrual phase and some people consider the first phase your follicular phase i I like to thought menstrual phase was first the first day of your period yeah um i like to call follicular phase the first one just because i feel like after your period's over like you've shed everything get that yeah start a clean slate yeah yeah so that's kind of in my head what i consider the first phase it doesn't really matter yeah but After your period, when you jump into your follicular phase, that's when your energy starts ramping up a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, So your follicular and your ovulatory are the best times of your cycle to be working out, Mm -hmm. especially if you're wanting to do more intense workouts. Um, So right after your period, you're going to kind of start building it up a little bit. You don't want to jump straight into really intense workouts. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to start with like light strength training and weight lifting. Um, you can do a little bit of like hit or cardio. Pilates is also like in, more intense. Pilates is also Love really Pilates. good during Loved. this phase. Yeah. And, um, once you kind of get into the second half of your follicular phase, that's when you can really start going hard. So you can really hit the weights. You can, Hit the cardio if you want to. If you're feeling hormones, I knew you're gonna say if you want to. (laughs) If you're healing hormones, I would not really recommend it. Um, Yeah, I don't really recommend high intensity interval training for anyone. That's not saying it doesn't have a time and place, but it's just people that come to me are not people that can tolerate it. Exactly. Yeah. If you really want to do cardio, your ovulatory phase for like maybe a day or two. Mm -hmm. If you really want to like hit a bike hard or um, if you have to do some running, do some running. <laughs> I do. I will say dancing. I love dancing for cardio because you're not really thinking of it as a workout and you're releing it's all that fun. dopamine while you're working out. So 
it's actually really, really good for you. So that would, I would say if I had to pick a cardio form, that would be my favorite form of cardio. Mm -hmm. And I surprisingly have a lot of people that tell me they do dancing as fitness. And I love that. So like structured, like Zumba or like just dancing by yourself, just dancing. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of them do it with their partner actually. Oh, which I think is really cute. And I've been telling Reed for months. I'm like, I want to do dancing classes. I want to do dance classes so bad, but I can't mm-hmm. find one that does adult dance classes around me. And like, I'm not going with a bunch of seven-year-olds. <laughs> we have one, um, but it's about like 25 minutes away. And currently right now, the road to get there is like trashed with construction everywhere. And it's awful. So I'm like, I just don't want to deal with it. <laughs> You'll do it eventually. Eventually. Yeah. So yeah, the follicular and ovulatory phases Mm -hmm. are going to be your phases where you can really maximize working out. It's Mm -hmm. where your body is going to put on the most muscle. It's going to burn the most fat Mm -hmm. because your metabolism is just the way your metabolism is working. You actually don't have to eat as much food during those phases, especially your follicular phase. Um, and your body is going to really utilize the food that you do eat to put on muscle. Mm-hmm. So if you continue after your ovulatory phase to really work out hard, to really strength train hard, especially if you're doing cardio in the luteal phase, just take it out. Just please don't do it. Um, but if you continue to really push your body really hard, you're actually going to turn on muscle wasting and you're going to kind of just undo what you just did, mm-hmm. like the results that you just put on during the two previous weeks, you're going to just really undo them. So once you jump into your luteal phase, that's when you're going to focus more on slower Pilates, yoga, walking, and then especially like four to five days before your period is going to start, just really focus on just yoga, just walking, just Mm -hmm. really calm, slow movements. Obviously you do still want to be moving because it does help mm-hmm. move all those hormones out. So you don't want to just be stagnant, but mm-hmm. big, big fan of walking, obviously hot heel girl walks. It's a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. I've been seeing it all over all of a sudden. And I'm like, <sighs> we're just a little bit ahead of the trend this time. That's I'm okay. never ahead of any trend. So like, I'll take mm-hmm. it. I most of the time, don't say things out loud that I think in my head, except apparently I said it to you like twice. So clearly it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> it did. Now we're doing a podcast. So anyway. yeah. So then onto the menstrual phase, do you do anything but walks or stretching? Um, everybody's going to love this, but sleeping. Ooh. <laughs> so sleeping is the best form of exercise on your period. And everyone literally everyone loves me when I tell them I am giving you permission to take a nap so like if you have like 30 to 45 minutes in a day where you normally would be exercising or like thinking I need to be working out or like giving yourself that pressure like you need to be working out go take a nap because it is actually what your body wants and yes sleeping actually is exercise during this phase because your body is already working really, really hard. So if you're exercising on top of that, you're just adding extra stress because Mm -hmm. think about it. Your body is literally shedding a lining of itself. So it is burning a lot of energy just doing that. So you need sleep during this phase. And like, you know, like women know 
they're tired during their period, mm. especially yeah, the, yeah, especially the first couple of days and even usually a day or two beforehand. So sleeping and walking the first day yeah. or two, I just like, just sleep. Mm-hmm. You, if you don't want to go on a walk, don't go on a walk, just sleep. Yeah. And sometimes when I don't track my cycle, which like, honestly, I just, cause I don't think about it enough. Like I will notice the energy level difference. If I'm working out, I'm like, I can tell today is like a day that there I slept fine. Everything was fine, but I'm like, the energy's not there. Like, I'm just going to take it pretty easy. You know, like, I'm like, I'm going to do real light lift, just getting my body moving. And then I'm going to walk for 20 minutes after like, mm-hmm. that's what, and then I look at my cycle and I'm like, big fat surprise. Right. Yes. <laughs> I'm so surprised that mm-hmm. I had no energy mm-hmm. to work out because my body was literally telling me, nah, we're good. And then yeah. when you're going to hit those PRs, when you're going to put on more strength, like you said, all of that is going to be between the follicular and the ovulatory phase. Mm-hmm. And what I always tell women too, because we have this pressure now to like always feel like we have to be hustling and always doing the same thing as the men are doing and like working as hard as they are putting in the same amount of time at the gym, but then also like doing out all of the things that women are supposed to be doing you know like around the house and all this and that and I'm like look what if you could work out less but still get the same gains as men and have more time for you and all the other things that you want to be doing why wouldn't you want to be doing that yeah and what a lot of people don't like okay so women are not small men like sorry we're not we're very different Mm -hmm. men's hormonal cycle 24 hours it's a 24 hour <laughs> cycle that's why they can do the same thing over and over that's a part of the reason fast, fasting day. is a lot easier for them mm-hmm. and a lot better and, and it we don't even need to get into fasting yeah but... <laughs> we'll do an episode on that. that's a whole can of worms <laughs> but like yeah we are not small men their hormonal cycle 24 hours ours like you said 20 to 32 or 30 days like mm-hmm. very different our hormones vary day to day yes. theirs are pretty much going in the same pattern mm-hmm. like you can tell when a guy wakes up like it's the same every day i mean they're ready to go they're we ready all to know go what mean. <laughs> <laughs> they're ready to go and they can that's why you know men thrive on scheduled jobs and their scheduled times and going to the gym and doing the same thing every day that's how they work that's how their hormones work and they know that yeah that's they know that's how they function well like imagine if women listen to their body like that like men just don't even think about the fact that they're listening to it they just that's just the way that they are they're like i know i know this is working for me like why would i do something else that's not working for me Men and women so. are so different. I was our, talking... our hormones get in the way of all that stuff. But, oh my gosh. Yeah. I was talking to a friend the other day and this is really funny. So she's like, I was talking to my husband and I go, so what do you think about during sex? And he goes, sex. And she goes, oh my God, I'm thinking about, did the laundry just finish? Okay. Well, I have to do another load later. Well, what are we going to have for dinner? Why can't I just focus on that? And I'm like, yeah, that's the difference between men and women. <laughs> Relatable. Literally. And every person I've talked about this is like, yeah, no, I totally get that. And I was like, all he's thinking about during sex is sex. What? Like my mind was literally blown. I I know. Yeah. It's, it's so unfair. 
honestly. I'm like, men and women are very And then they're like, why aren't you in the mood? I'm like, because there's all of these other things that need my attention. They're like, surprise, there are 782 things. Like, I woke up this morning trying to make it a slower morning, and then I stepped outside, and it was a mess in the apartment. I was like, oh, my God, must clean. And I'm like, this is not the way we de-stress, the way we've been talking about. (laughs) We don't just start cleaning the apartment. But I want to talk about, so we talked about cardio bunnies and strength training. So I did want to talk about like go into more the benefits of strength training. Why? I mean, I'm sure you've heard it time and time again, especially in this world, like why all these women are strength training because surprise, it helps the metabolism more. Mm-hmm. And your blood sugar. And... Literally everything. Yeah. And it's lower intensity. Mm-hmm. And also surprise, it burns fat. Yeah, because the more muscle you have, the more fat you burn. Yeah, usually better than your cardio is, especially if you've hit a plateau with your cardio Mm -hmm. and you just cannot lose any more weight, switch to strength training and see what changes. And that's why I know so many people just in general, not necessarily clients, but like you do cardio, right? And you're doing cardio and then all of a sudden you hit that plateau, like you said, Mm -hmm. and they're like, well, guess I have to eat less and work out more. And that is literally never the way to do things. No. And I'm going to be honest with you, I eat a lot more than most people because I found out I could eat more and I was just so excited about it. This was literally when I started lifting like four years ago and I was like, Mm -hmm. I can upregulate my metabolism by just lifting weights. So I eat like 2,400 calories now, but I'm also putting on muscle like actively Mm -hmm. a lot. But like, so you should be eating more, like you should fuel your body. Mm -hmm. And again, usually when women eat more, they also lose more weight as long as you're you know eating the right kinds of yeah yeah there's a very different thing like because i'm not gonna say that i don't have some treats and some like some processed foods but it's all the better options just because that's how i eat but like Mm -hmm. yeah if that 80 20 rule that yeah you know everyone hears it but it really is important i mean i still freaking eat potato chips potatoes are (laughs) literally one of my favorite foods Anyone who knows me knows that, like, when I first started going gluten-free and dairy-free, the thing I would still get every time I went out to eat was french fries. Like, everyone else would order meals, and I was like, gluten, but I'm getting french fries. So, <laughs> I like, love a good french fry. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm never going to give up that stuff, and it's just not something you have to do. I typically make way more back at my house because we make them better, but yeah, I'm biased. But so you can literally upregulate your metas- ma- blah, 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 metabolism by weightlifting mm-hmm. and so you're if you're like why would I want to eat more it costs more money well honestly if you're eating too little surprise it can cause a slew of health issues your hormones are going to go all wacky a lot of people when they're not eating enough lose their periods altogether because mm-hmm. if your body have, doesn't gut issues more fatigue oh my gosh your brain fog um, yeah, because I hear that all the time too. People are so fatigued, and if you don't have like some kind of underlying thing like you with the lime, yeah, I'm just like, how much are you eating? Calories are a unit of energy. Mm-hmm. Surprise! Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you can say I'm fatigued. I want more caffeine, but like that's putting a bandaid on it. That is not <laughs> helping out your situation. It out more. Yeah. <laughs> or. Uh, Again, when you're fatigued and you're not eating enough, you also get hit with those cravings. And guess Mm. what your cravings are? 
they're for sugar and carbs. Mm -hmm. So if you just start out with eating more protein to begin with, it's going to satiate you more. You're not going to have the cravings. You're going to drop the weight. You will build the muscle. If you want to build the muscle, you don't have to build the muscle. But just overall, it's going to be so much better for you. Um, And I think I have one final point that I will not rant too aggressively, but I need to get this point across because I'm in the fitness world. People say, well, I don't want to get bulky. I just want to put on lean muscle. Mm -hmm. I get very mad when people say that because (laughs) one, it's incredibly hard to get bulky. I can tell you how much I've, how many weights I've lifted over the past like four or five years and how much I've eaten. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to bulk. Yeah. Especially for women. Yes. And two, there's no such thing as lean muscle. What's the opposite of that? Fat muscle? Like that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. The way, if you were to want to build lean muscle, right? The way you would do that is to put on muscle. You'd have to bulk up muscle and then eventually lose fat so that you're just super defined and super shredded. Mm -hmm. You can't just target and put on lean muscle. You have to put on muscle, which for some people might be putting on weight. Some people, it really might not be sometimes when, I mean, if you're losing fat and gaining muscle, sometimes it ends up netting even Mm -hmm. depends on what your situation is, but like, there's no way to put on lean muscle. And if someone tells you there is, they are literally lying to you. If your protein powder says it will only give you lean muscle, (laughs) That I don't even want to read the ingredients. I'm sure it's awful. Yeah. Just leave it on the shelf. Don't even, don't even bring it home. That just makes me mad. Cause it's just, I don't know who created the word lean and who decided it would be targeted to women. Cause I get it. I know exactly who you're thinking of. You're thinking of those like Pilates shredded people. Yeah. They look mm-hmm. great. They're either, they have no body fat. They don't, you have to put on muscle and eventually reduce your fat if you want to get to that point or you could just put on muscle in general whatever whatever is you know Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of women are thinking more of I feel like it should be called toned muscle because that's what they're thinking of in their head is like that like you said that toned Pilates look yeah which you mean okay if you want that look then do the Pilates but also the weightlifting is going to give you so much benefit and you don't even have to do high. No, weights. you don't. You and just need a little bit of resistance, honestly. And so I did say it's very hard to get bulky, right? There for most people, there are like 2% of the population that are just muscle gainers and they're hard muscle gainers and they just have more testosterone. And it's just easier for them to build muscle. My sister literally being one of them. If you know my sister, you know, she's jacked and she's just blessed that way. <laughs> most people are not. Most people, you don't start working out and just get jacked Yeah. for her. She could stop working out for two weeks, lose some muscle, and then literally work out for one week and be jacked again. Like she's one of the anomalies. Mm-hmm. That's not most people's problem. Like you don't have to worry about getting bulky for most people. Yeah. And unless you're out there lifting like a hundred pounds every single day, if you're power lifting probably so far off your rate. Exactly. It's like, it's a thing that's going to take time too. It's going to take time and it's going to take effort to even get to that point, mm-hmm. which let's be real. Most people don't, if you're looking to build lean muscle, you're not looking to be committed for a long period of time. You're not looking to 
progressively get to power lifting like 400 pounds. Exactly. (laughs) I needed to touch on that. Whenever lean or toned is a word, I'm just like, it's all muscle. You can't shape and form it. Like you just have, you'd have to eat more protein, do more walks and just do some sort of strength training. And that's how you put on muscle. And that's how it looks the way you want it to. Mm -hmm. No, I'm glad you touched on that because Mm. yeah, I'm the same way. Oh my gosh. It like, I get it right. We all want that aesthetic look. Like everyone has different aesthetic looks in their mind for like what they want to look like, but Mm -hmm. certain things are and aren't going to get you there. Go ahead. Ask me how I'm qualified to give all this good advice. <laughs> how are you qualified to give? I'm just all kidding. This? <laughs> no, I mean, you, like I, I mean, said, I feel like all of your experience in all the different fitness classes definitely gives you. Uh, some I mean, qualifications and I to touch on the topic. I never became a certified personal trainer just because I never wanted to train clients one on one. Like that wasn't my goal, mm-hmm. and I became a certified group fitness instructor, which literally taught me just as much anatomy. So did yoga teacher training that you go over so much anatomy and yoga. Yeah. And so like get the anatomy. <laughs> it's just, I never wanted to take on clients. So I was like, why would I just spend a thousand, a thousand dollars to just like have three letters behind my name? Mm-hmm. Yoga teacher training is intense. I mean, it's not 200 that hours. Yeah, yeah. Not that I've experienced it, but I've heard that it's very I did over nine months. It was one intensive weekend over nine months. So it was like, I guess it was probably 10 months. It was, yeah, it was definitely over 10 months. It was 20 hours, 20 hours a month, just like one weekend where we were in the studio for 20 hours. Mm -hmm. It was a lot. It's a lot. And reading and journaling and stuff. It was like, really, I didn't think I was going to learn as much as I did. I don't really know what I went into it thinking, but I didn't realize like, (laughs) You learn a lot of Sanskrit. You learned a whole new dialect, like an anatomy. Like we had an anatomy portion of our test, like to get certified at the end. Like there was a full anatomy portion. So M, where can the people find you on social media? You can find me at Emily Joy Wellness everywhere. What about you? At the rooted in health, or honestly, if you look up my first name, my last name, it all comes up to Courtney Otten, but the rooted in health, TikTok, Instagram, my website. I'm trying with TikTok. I think I'm just more addicted to watching other people's videos right now though. So. Oh